Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hi, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I do want to let you know uh, that we are the home of Madison Ridgeland Academy football, Mississippi State football, and New Orleans Saints football. And uh, I don't know, Leach may take this week off since it's an off week with the coaching show so you don't get anything, you know, him smashing tacos on the camera or talking about, you know, camels or what, who knows. But uh, You could argue he's taken the last two weeks off already. Wow. After, uh, Blake's not, he's been full of taking shots nonstop for the last couple (laughs) years against Leach. I will say this. Um, you smoked A&M in Arkansas at home. You didn't always do that as a program. Uh, very rarely. Okay. And you went out to Arizona and won. You didn't always do that as a program. You've been in much worse spots. Yeah. And you're looking at seven wins. And as long as you stay out of the Liberty Bowl... Now, that may get you to the Las Vegas Bowl. That would be awesome. I'm willing to get on a plane and go if 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 Wendy would go. Um, you know, I know I kind of got my Las Vegas fix. I have friends who go all the time, and that's wonderful. You know, we went for the NFL draft. It was a blast. I had a good time. I'm glad I went. We're in the business of sports gambling and sports books and that whole experience, and, and I hit a ton of them. But, uh, yeah, I think I could go to Las Vegas over the holidays. Um, But I don't know what the pecking order is exactly and not sure exactly how that would look. But I think it is one of the mid-tier, you know, kind of seven-ish win teams that may go play a Pac-12 team in the Vegas Bowl. Blake, is that like December 30th or something? That's what I'm pulling up right now, all the different bowl affiliations. Okay. So I will let you know in just a second. Bundle your car and home with your Farm Bureau insurance agent and save. Go local, go with the home team. They'll take care of you and your family. 
whether it's the agent or if you need an adjuster on site, nobody does it better, right? Farm Bureau Insurance call in line 601-707-3750. Uh, Twitter, Twitter at Bow Bounds. And then your Ag Up Equipment, John Deere Tractor text line 601-885-3776. We've got some Lane Kiffin audio from uh, this weekend. And Lane Train was talking about what defines you as a team. Just like when we play a really good 19 minutes, we can't let that define us and say, oh, we're great now. Just like when we play really bad 19 minutes, we can't let that, you know, make us lose our confidence that, and we're no good all of a sudden. So He's right. I, I think it was simple, but he's right. We're, yeah. we're not the 19, you know, can't be defined by the 19 minutes in which we played super duper, for the most part, super duper well against a good, talented team. And then the 19 minutes where we totally f- fell apart and looked rushed in everything we were doing yeah. and never, you know, our quarterback uh, was a deer in the headlights because he's young. And over time, he's going to learn to get flushed out of the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, get his feet right, blah, blah, blah. And that's just the way it is. I think Dart's going to be really good. But note, as Mike Dettelier said, he had Jonathan Mingo running wide open a couple of times on Saturday and missed. Mm-hmm. And the LSU front whatever you want to call them, four, five, six, just absolutely worked the Ole Miss offensive line. I do want to say this. There's a lot of scuttlebutt about the Ole Miss injuries, and nobody scuttlebutts on on injuries like Ole Miss. This has happened <laughs> like two other times in the last 15 years where there was all this drama and dramatic. Most of these guys are going to play. Take a timeout. Nobody will talk it up more all week than Ole Miss. You're you're not your team is is not more injured than other. Everybody's beat up. Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn, A and M. It it it's not just you. So time out. Take a deep breath. Um, most of those guys will play, and you may miss some guys. You know, teams miss guys all the time, um, but do, you're not you're not down 14 players. Do you need Zach Evans to beat a And M? I'm not going to say that you don't. Yeah, it's, he's one of the most talented backs in the country. There's something when you can you could have, argue he's a top. Okay, you could say Gibbs and Evans are the are the most talented backs in the SEC right now. Well, if you're one of the most talented backs in the SEC. What does that make you coast to coast? Yeah, you're right in the conversation. I think when you don't have to have a letdown, when you can have an Evans-Judkins punch and it's constantly that high level of running efficiency, that you you saw Ole Miss miss that on Saturday against LSU, for sure. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl was December 30th last year. It's December 17th this year, and it's considered a, a second-tier bowl tie-in. It's, it's mixed in with Liberty, Texas, the... Uh, oh, slow down. Las Let's Vegas. go over that again. Liberty, Texas, Las Vegas, Gator, and Music City are all in the same group. Liberty, 
Texas, Las Vegas Gator. And they have something called the ReliaQuest Bowl. You don't want to go back and play in the Liberty Bowl. No, the ReliaQuest Bowl is listed on here. That must be a new name for a bowl that we already had a tie-in for. Oh. It's against the Big Ten or the ACC. I'm trying to figure out which one we're missing in that group. Is that the Belt Bowl in Charlotte? Ah, it's got to be. Got to be the Belt Bowl. Has to be. Because that's the one that's not listed. Okay. The Birmingham Bowl and the Gasparilla Bowl are the bottom tier, too. Where's Gasparilla? That's Florida. Uh, isn't that St. Petersburg? That you want to play in that bowl. You, you want to play in Sunshine. Oh, but it's the worst. It's the bottom. I'd rather go to Vegas or Gator or. Oh gosh, I mean, that's, I, mean I meant over Birmingham yeah. and Memphis. You would yeah. rather go to St. Pete, and um, I agree with that. It's right there up from Tampa. And it's a uh, beautiful place. So beautiful it will be area. interesting to see how the SEC office, because the sand in the water is better on the west side. Well, that's true. Than the east side. I mean, that's accurate. Uh, the just like in the SEC, it's better on the west than the east. The AC, the SEC head offices always have an influence in some of these bowl. You know where teams go. It'll be interesting to see because this will be the first year we have the Vegas Bowl included. How teams view that, and if they deem it as like a a good bowl to go to or not. I don't right. know what they'll what they'll consider that. But you'll be if you're at seven and five, you're in consideration. I think that Mississippi State can get to seven and five. You have to beat East Tennessee and then you have to beat one of so East Tennessee is your sixth win. East Tennessee State Correct. is your sixth win. So that means you have three games Georgia, Auburn, Ole Miss, two at home. Georgia Auburn at home, Ole Miss on the road. You got to go at least one and two. If you find a way to go two and one, all of a sudden the shine's back on the season. Two out of three wins against Auburn, Georgia, Ole Miss, any way you cut it is a win for Mike Leach and the staff because you're eight and four. I think they go one and two in those games. Most likely, yes. The odds would tell you, yes, that's correct. Because the winnable game against Ole Miss, of Georgia and Ole Miss, Ole Miss is more winnable, but it's on the road. Yeah, like I give 60-40 Ole Miss. If you flipped those, in reality, you'd rather have Ole Miss at home and Georgia on the road because beating Georgia, yeah. See, this is where people get skewed. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you play Bama and a lot of times LSU and a Georgia-type team. We were doing this on Twitter because next year they have eight home games. Two of them are against LSU and Bama. So I think they go one and two in those three you're referencing and beat East Tennessee State. I think they beat all their best bet is beating all. This is obvious, beating Auburn and East Tennessee State, going seven and five, and maybe getting into that Las Vegas Bowl you're talking. Now Ole Miss is playing for a much better C- bowl C- slot. Citrus maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss is looking to play in a fun, a much bigger bowl, fun time, and all that. Uh, David Johnson at nine thirty. I do want to let you know it's it's interesting the Mike Leach debate and I love it. You know what is he all that Lane Kiffin too? You know you can't always be ascending. I love that quote from the Athletic. 
your program, I don't care, even Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball, you can't always be ascending. I'm so, I know the new recruits come in every year and you're going to be awesome and that all these players are going to be great. And how many really great players go through Starkville and Oxford? Not that many. It's great when we have them, right? But, you know, Delusia last year for Ole Miss ended up being great down the stretch. Tanner Allen was great. Dak, Eli, you know, A.J. Brown, Jeffrey Simmons. But it, your program cannot always be ascending. Mm-hmm. And and this is what I thought was interesting because I'll say something and people, it's just misconstrued or I, I don't understand. But and we are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland for all your collision repair. Dallas, Dallas Body Shop. People are like, well, what are you saying about? I'm saying you're six to seven wins. Um, I think if you go seven and five, that's. I think if you you want me to grade Mike Leach on seven and five, that's that's like a B plus. Mm-hmm. That's a day. Uh, I know you want more. You always want more. Bama wants to win it every year. They don't. Yeah. In fact, I'm not. I, I don't think they may go back to back for the first time in in a, in a long time not getting it. I will let me also parlay that into when I'm talking about Leach, Joe Moorhead last year would have gone four and eight. Correct. Mike Leach had seven wins going into the Golden Egg game. I think people forget about that. You have an opportunity to be he in had the an same opportunity spot. to win nine games. Yeah. I mean, was Ole Miss better? Yes. Uh, could they have beaten Ole Miss had they played them 10 times? Yes. Would Ole Miss have won more? Yes. Matt Corral, Sam Williams. Um, seven and five is not terrible. I, I'll say it again. You have a, you have $1,000 donors who want $100,000 results. And that's just the way it is. Your commitment quotient isn't even up to the level of your rival in the state. By the way, you know what Lane Kiffin did again yesterday? Third time in nine months. No. Well, it could be trending towards 10-ish. Uh, maybe the fourth, but I know it's the third. He challenged his alums to go get players again. Hello. It was, it's obvious what he's doing, and it's working. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I read what Parrish offered, said about, you know, hey, that's what happens when you run into elite talent. He sent his alums a message right before Christmas last year through the media, and then in January... Right? Somewhere in there. Timeline's not really that um, pertinent. But he 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 uses the mic to challenge his alums to go get players either in a, what I call, regular recruiting class or transfer portal. Okay? Um, but to give you an idea of what I think about Mike Leach, he's, uh, Joe Moorhead goes 4-8 and eight last year. Uh, with this schedule, he goes four and eight. Yeah, Mike's a good coach. C- could he do some things? Sure. Even Lane's not perfect. Lane could do some things, but uh, Lane's had higher end talent. I mean, when you look at the at the uh, at the two teams, who has more sizzle? Like who who can generate more explosive plays on offense? Well, you heard Mike Dettelier say this, and we said it yesterday. It doesn't mean they would have won, but Jackson Dart still had open guys running in this LSU secondary for big plays. They didn't hit all of them, but you, like you just said, they have the ability to hit big play pop. 
My uh, Ole Miss has more big plays per week than State has all year. So Judkins and Evans can house it. Malik Heath is is more dynamic than anything they have at the wide receiver position. Watkins. I mean, even Mingo has housed some. Yeah. I mean, now I, he he is he's a nice play. You know, he's never lived up to the billing, but. But I promise you, if he gets open in the state secondary in the Egg Bowl, he can take it to oh, the house. There's no question. And and Kiffin can scheme it up at the second level, I guess, better than the air rate. Well, I don't know. Mike has generated a ton of explosives. We're, we're glossing over all the explosive plays against Arkansas, A&M, and Arizona. Be, really, it's you it's nailed it because of Kentucky. Yeah, it's inconsistent is the problem. You Just like Mike Lane Kiffin said, and I think this is such a great life lesson of you don't you aren't what you are at your high, just like you're not what you are at your low. No doubt. Because some of us and we see this all the time in, in real life too, don't get don't become a prisoner of the moment for one for one thing you did right or one thing you did wrong, right? We talk about with QBs, don't let don't let interceptions eat you up the next time you go out. Don't let one loss beat you the next time you go out. You can't let a low beat you, you can't let a high fool you. At, Mississippi no State question. has fooled themselves with highs under the Mike Leach era and come out with some really bad lows. I think you'll take it. You will take Mike Leach and what he offers. I don't think there's not many people out there you could upgrade with. Well, can I argue that you could... And with who they interviewed? Holy Mary Olzap. No, you had to have Mike Good Leach do what hell. he's doing. The best Because thing, Cohen wanted to modernize your... Yes. He understood it's a, it's a vertical and horizontal, but it's a vertical and horizontal game now. He's very aware. He's been a part of the Mississippi State family for 40 years. He's very aware of when they've been good, how they've done it, and when they've been bad, how they've looked. Okay? He knows they need better offensive skill players, yep. be able to chunk it around... And what did he say when he hired? What did he say that first year for my? And we didn't know COVID was going to hit. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, this is no. Uh, John Cohen, Mike Leach. You know, whatever they can't. But Cohen said you got to have the ability to what? Come back in games. Leach has done that. He's had the ability to be down against A and M on the road. Mississippi State never comes from behind ever. No, Ole Miss did a, does a little bit. Been down twenty eight to th- whatever it was twenty eight to three or something against Auburn. Yep, you were down by twenty points against La Tech. Yep, and I may have missed something else. But no, those are your big comebacks. Yeah, and monsters. So leeches the ability. Oh, you almost beat Arkansas down in the fourth quarter. Will led you down in like thirty seconds. You know how many times Mississippi State's marched down the field in thirty seconds in their history? Five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Rocky Felker did it against Memphis in 1970. Excuse no. me, Memphis State then in 1974. My point is this. John's idea was 100% spot on. Here's the question. And I, they're trending the right way. It's just Correct. never as fast as the fans want them to. They've got better offensive skill players. Their problem is they don't, they need, out of that whole group, they need two guys that are... Um, more in the, you know, plus, uh, Marks yeah. plus, Dylan plus, Ra Ra plus, uh, Tulu plus. You need game changers. Yeah. Guys who, with the ball in their hand on one play, can, can flip, a, can roll. flip a game. Correct. And I, if, if Memphis and South Alabama and Troy and others, Georgia Tech, can find those, can guys. Find those yeah. guys, you can. 
you're just going to have to give him some time. I think the last thing you want to do is move off. Uh, they're not going to do that this year. No. The last thing you, you want to do is move off of Mike Leach because you know you're going to be a lot of times good enough to score points and have some fun. Which is important. And if he does, if they do land on a player, uh, either it's already on the roster, mm-hmm. like Xavion Thomas or whatever, I don't, whoever it is. Yeah. If they land on a player, watch out. If you can find your... Because they're always going to yeah. have a bunch of rah-rah Tulu-level guys mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that under no. Dan Mullen. No. They're always going to have those guys. Then, if you find a guy uh, like Ole Miss stumbled upon Elijah Moore, then you're cooking. Yeah. With some... Yeah. With some grease. I used to call Billy Gonzalez Ray Charles because he ain't never seen a wide receiver. I'm going to say that uh, David Johnson's coming up next. I also want to let everybody know we're going to have Reese Davis on tomorrow. The host of College Game Day. Reese Davis will join us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Coming up next, David Johnson is on the Dosecki guest line. Who's for some onion rings and comeback sauce at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue today? I'm in. David Johnson next. Philadelphia, Mississippi. David Johnson inside the Rebels. Rebels 247, 247 Sports. DJ joins us on the Dosecki guest line. Ole Miss coming off a 25-point loss to LSU. And, uh, the second half was not kind to Ole Miss as LSU did what they wanted on both sides of the ball. Now they get ready to go to A&M. Good thing for Ole Miss. A&M is, uh, is playing some awful, awful football and looks like they had some more guys suspended and really don't know what they want to do on offense or at the quarterback position, so this could line up for Ole Miss. We welcome in David Johnson. Uh, on the Dosecki guest line. And David, let's start with uh, the the Wills. They fell off in, in Baton Rouge. Were you surprised? I bet you weren't surprised that LSU could win, but were you surprised that it trended that way in the second half? Yeah, I really was. I mean, you know, you look at this whole Miss team and, uh, you know, they went to Baton Rouge unbeaten. and. Um, you know, I thought LSU could win that game, but I, I really had the scenario in my mind. It, it would be a field goal at the end. It would come down to the very end. It'd be a dogfight. Certainly wasn't that. And, um, you know, it raises concerns for Ole Miss fans because of the strength of schedule through the first seven games. Um, you know, the Rebels went 7-0 and exactly like what everybody thought they would do. And then, you know, this first test of this major five-game stretch to end the season, they fell miserably. So, uh, you know, they'll try to rebound Saturday night at College Station. And, uh, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher and A&M, I mean, you know, what an enigma. You know, they signed the best class in America. They have talent out the wazoo, but they can't seem to ever get a quarterback. Um, And that's kind of been the crux of their woes and Ole Miss is walking into a situation Saturday night there where they're probably starting a true freshman. He was a five-star, but still a true freshman. And uh, it's a chance for Ole Miss to uh, 
maybe exercise the demons that they experienced down in Baton Rouge and, uh, you know, get back on a winning track if they can win. They're 8-1. and one, They have an open date coming up. And then they get Alabama and Oxford. So all goals are still intact for this Ole Miss football team, uh, regardless of how you feel with how they played in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, they can still win the West. And um, all they have to do is win. Um, David Johnson inside the Rebels 247 Sports on the Dosecki guest line. Tell me about um, injuries going into the A&M game, who you think is going to play and who isn't. Yeah, it's really frustrating because, you know, Lane Kempson, he he doesn't speak on injuries. Uh, And he'll brush you off in a heartbeat if you ask about him. But, you know, Zach Evans, obviously not well. He did dress for the game Saturday down in Baton Rouge, but he didn't play. He had a big knee brace on. Um, you know, the question is, you know, is, is Zach going to be good to go Saturday night in College Station? Uh, or do you look at it like this? You go, okay, he's not going to be good to go. Let's don't put him out there and get him banged up, and let's give him, you know, what essentially would be three whole weeks to kind of heal up before the Rebels play Alabama. Uh, Ulysses Bentley, the other running back uh, with a hand injury, you know, he's fine as far as his legs go, but the concern there is with the hand injury, whether or not he can pass block or not, so that's limiting his reps in games. Um, you know, those are those are the big ones right now. The, you know, you want to get those two backs healthy uh, to help Quinshawn Judkins in the backfield. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, everybody's bruised, beat up, banged up. It's the middle of the SEC season. Uh, you know, you'd like to see Cedric Johnson be full go Saturday night against A&M. He was very limited Saturday at LSU. Um, but, you know, Ole Miss is not experiencing anything that any other team is not experiencing. I mean, True. It's, it, it's go time. I mean, it's week week nine of the college football season. And you are going to have injuries, and you got to fight through them. Jackson Dart still young, um, played well uh, in the first yeah. half. Then had some guy, you know, Miss Mingo wide open. Is just do you chalk this up as learning curve? His first big time road game in the SEC, and uh, it happens to darn near every QB, David. Yeah, you know you do in, in a way, but I mean, you know you got to find a way to harness those overthrows because those overthrows, the ones you just mentioned, they were just as costly as the interception in the end zone. And, um, you know, it's um, it's a growing process. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's 19 years old. Um, so, you know, you got to soak it in. And no matter how many games he played in in the Pac-12 last year, he never experienced an environment like he saw at Tiger Stadium. He didn't experience anything like he's going to see at College Station Saturday night. Um, He's a very talented but young quarterback. And, uh, you know, they're going to be growing pains. And I think you saw some of those Saturday. Uh, There were hints of those all throughout the first seven games of the season. But, um, you know, with A&M, I think Ole Miss is going to go in there and really plan on running the football and throwing it when they want to because A&M secondary, they're one of the best in the country. They're ranked 12th in the nation. They're very opportunistic. Um, 
You know, so it only makes sense that if you can run the ball, which I think they're 45th against the run, and Ole Miss is third in the country in rushing offense, you run the football. So if I'm Jimbo, I'm basically trying to do what LSU did. I'm trying to stop the run and put the game in the hands of Jackson Dart and capitalize on mistakes. So, you know, it's it's a good chess match Saturday night for sure. Yeah, no, it is. Um, you know, like you said, Wigman's a true freshman and um, deer in headlights last week, although I didn't think David Jimbo Fisher uh, did him any favors with the short period of time that he was in there. Um, yeah, you know, you know, Jimbo, he's got a reputation for not doing favors for quarterbacks. You know, that's a good point. He, he is he is kind of uh, established himself as somebody that's awful hard on their quarterbacks. Maybe kind of stunts their development because of how hard he is. Wigman grew up an Aggie uh, from an Aggie family. I don't even think he considered going anywhere else other than A and M. Number two quarterback in the country in that class. Um, he's going to be a good one if it, Jimbo doesn't ruin him. Okay. Uh, you think Dart? Uh, so I think this crowd will be good, but not great by A and M standards because they're rabid. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. look, some of the airs, but uh, the balloons popped and so on. Uh, is that kind of what you're expecting? To, I, I mean, now they can get rowdy if you give them something to be excited about. Uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't think this will be an on the edge, rabid fan base like they usually are. How do you see it? Uh, you know, I would expect they're going to have close to a hundred thousand in that stadium. I think it seats 110. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, they're going to be, I, I think, caught up in the game. You know, they want to win that game. This is a, A&M's played three, their last three games on the road, starting in Starkville, going to Tuscaloosa, then to Columbia. I, I mean, this can be, I'm not going to say save their season because it's probably too late for that, considering the high expectations, but this can be a turning point for them. I mean, they know that if they win this game, they can finish the season strong. And, uh, you know, so I, I think there's a lot on the line for A&M. Look, and if I'm Tempo and I'm cashing those huge checks out there, um, I need a win. I need a win because, you know, there's going to be some pressure on him, if not already. You know, they, they're they paying good money to, to have a good football program, and they're not getting it. Right. So, you know, I, I expect there to be a little edge to A&M. What uh, – you don't really have to stop much on Ole Miss against A&M. So, with Wigman, you thinking they go conservative and try to get A-chain going and pound the rock yeah. type deal, yep. David? I do. I, I do. I think there will be a little bit of uh, an element of trying to protect the young quarterback. Uh, I think there's some of that on Ole Miss's side Saturday night. Um, you know, and, and only let him throw when you really feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, with that chain, I, I, I mean, he's one of the best backs in the country. Uh, and Ole Miss is not doing a good job of stopping the run. The last two weekends combined against Auburn and LSU, they've given up over 500 yards on the ground. Auburn ran for 301. LSU, I think, for 250. Um, you know, it looks inviting if you're A&M to just, you know, 
pound that line of scrimmage and see what happens. So, yeah, I think that's uh, A&M's main, main plan. And, you know, that type of offensive attack, it keeps Lane Kiffin's uh, up-tempo, no-huddle offense on the sidelines. So with where we are right now, Malik Heath has emerged as the, the top target at wide receiver? Well, I think he and Jonathan Mingo are kind of sharing that role, but Malik Heath certainly a welcome addition to this roster. I mean, he he has been incredible. He's got great hands, um, and he pairs well with Jonathan Mingo. So, you know, if you're a secondary, an opposing secondary, there's not just one rebel that you can hone in on. You've got your plate full when it comes to those receivers. Okay. David Johnson inside the Rebels. What What's uh... – what are y'all working on this week? What's what's got some sizzle here over the next couple of days on the site? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you're you're um, right now. Honestly, you're you're nursing a wounded fan base um, in terms of uh, still recovering from that that loss Saturday. Um, you know, a lot of feelings got hurt. A lot of fans had expectations and hopes that you know this was a team that could run the table, beat everybody. Uh, I don't think that's realistic. I think there are more losses ahead for Ole Miss. They just got to, you know, hopefully pick and choose where those losses come when the games are capable of winning. Uh, I I predicted this team would be 10-2, and and I'm still standing by that prediction. Uh, I think so. I mean, there are are three games of their four left on their schedule that I think you could conceivably see Ole Miss winning, one being this weekend at Texas A&M. They've got to go to Fayetteville in November. That's not going to be easy, but it's a game they could win. And then the Egg Bowl. So, you know, three more wins. I mean, it puts you at 10-2. and two. You know, there's no way I'm picking Ole Miss to beat Alabama. It would take a, a seismic happenings in that, in that game for that to happen. Um, so, you know, I, I think this is a team that can still go 10-2 and two and maybe get into an access bowl. Okay. David Johnson, uh, Inside the Rebels, 247 Sports, on the Dosecki guest line. Uh, David, we had an Ole Miss listener ask a question about your two top dudes that are committed in your recruiting class. Um, They want to know if if you feel 100% on Sunterine Perkins and Aiden Williams. Never 100% on any prospect in this day and age of the NIL and, um, you know, that's just as honest as I can be. Um, you know, if you ask me, do I think they end up coming to Oxford and being Rebels? Yes, I, I do. I don't think, uh, think you've got to worry much about Alabama flipping Sunterine or, you know, maybe Tennessee getting their hands on Aiden. I, I, I think they're set to come here. I think they want to play for Lane Kiffin. But in this day and age, I, I, I mean, you'd be a fool to – guarantee anybody because you know we don't know what the money deals are we don't know what they're being promised at other schools so you know that's just the reality of what we deal with in recruiting nowadays it's a it's a free agent market period and um, you know I I mean let's just say you're an insurance salesman and this insurance company is going to offer you 60,000 a year and this one's going to offer you 80,000 a year which one are you picking right you're going to the higher paying job sure sure and um that, unfortunately, that's what recruiting has become. It's 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 about money and future earnings. 
We'll leave it there. He is David Johnson inside the Rebels, 247 Sports. Uh, They're throwing up things left and right on the site around football and recruiting, and this is a big one for for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss if they want to go to one of those special bowls, as David just referenced, because – this is a winnable, it's not always a winnable game in the, with a team like this, and it is very winnable with A&M looking uh, discombobulated and they don't have any kind of pulse or um, they don't even know who they are, uh, especially on offense, as David referenced. So David Johnson on the Dosecki guest line. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, that is a 6.30 kick, SEC Network. That, that's Tom Hart. Jordan Rogers and Cole Kubelik, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that's what we're looking at there. The Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. As Jake Mangum says, go local. Go with the home team. Uh, you just find your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Let them bundle your car and home, and you can save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent in the state of Mississippi. All right, we're going to go to the Farm Bureau insurance call-in line, and we'll go to RRB. What's up, man? Okay, I need you to clarify something for me from that interview. Okay. In the beginning, it sounded like he was crawfishing back and forth and wasn't consistent in his opinion. In the beginning of the interview, okay, we lose to LSU, but we can we win at A and M. We can still win the West if we win. But then in the end of the interview, he don't see us at all beating Alabama. Okay, well that puts you at if you went out and lose to Bama, that puts you at ten and two, right? Yeah. How in the world can you say we can still win the West at ten and two if you don't beat Alabama? I think he's just offering different scenarios, just like I do in the middle of a segment. Uh, well, I can understand that. But the way he presented all that, that was like he's contradicting his own first opinion. I actually disagree. Hold on. I disagree because I think what he said was, you ha- if you beat A&M, everything is still in front of you. That's a factual statement. But also factual is he doesn't think they are dare to beat Alabama. Still a factual statement. I mean, I, I think okay, both of those are me, factual. Let me ask you a question right quick, Bo. Okay. So, Bama has to go to Ole Miss and LSU. Right. Who has the best shot to beat Bama? LSU. Or, okay, so if LSU, if Ole Miss was to beat Alabama and LSU beats Alabama, LSU wins, right? Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? A three-way tie, and again, LSU knocked us out of the West. I'm out. <laughs> RRB's upset. He's not happy. Uh, I mean, I picked LSU to win the game last weekend. Um, You know, I didn't see a 25-point blowout. But for, it wasn't with four minutes left in the third quarter. That's right. It was, and if you... And, and si- you know, Mississippi State did the same thing even into the beginning of the fourth quarter with the muff punt, right? I think it was somewhere around there. Uh, it's interesting. David said the fan base feels like the air's been let out of the They're fan deflated. base. They're deflated. 
You're seven and one. I know. You're a favorite on the road in the SEC West. You should West. win and go eight and one. Yeah, you're on, you're a favorite on the road in the SEC West against a better a better team in terms of talent. And you have a better you have a a, a chance to win at Arkansas, I, and you are the overwhelming favorite in your rivalry game. I just look at it and I go, even if you ten take, and two, even if you take out everything past this week. Just going into this week, you're seven and one, and you're a favorite on the road against a top five recruiter. Just, just this alone, like I don't know what else you could want. I mean, you're. It's like you forgot because of how easy the schedule was and how much you won. You forgot that sixty percent of this roster wasn't on campus last year. Right. It's true. In reality, ninety nine percent of the of dudes n- like Dart, Judkins, Evans, Malik Heath. The two dudes on defense that are rolling outside of of Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin, I don't know. I'd say I'd argue there isn't another coach on your in your history of your program that would have the record Lane Kiffin has with the type of roster turnover he has this I'm year. I'm one hundred percent in agreement. So I hate to do that, you can't tell. You I don't know how Lane did it actually. To I got. I'd love to know his approach on how he was able to take that many new players incorporate them into the system in the same amount of time that everybody yeah. else has. Yeah. And now I understand, again, they pulled four exhibition games. So maybe, I mean, I, I do need to give Lane credit, but they also, they pulled four exhibition games to get everybody going and feel good about the two systems on offense and defense. Had they pulled some of these other schedules, they would have been embarrassed at some point Earlier. in September. Correct, yes. Instead, they got embarrassed last weekend. But I still think a you little sit bit of here. Full, have they played well? Sure. Do they have a great system? No doubt. Uh, was there some fool's gold? Yes. And that and that's okay. Yeah. My my deal to Ole Miss fans were would be, did you enjoy the seven weeks? Because you should have. You better Winning have. Winning yeah. is the ultimate elixir. There is nothing more fun. And now you got a chance to win this. And look, man, if they win this weekend... Yeah, there'll be some shoulda, woulda, coulda at, at LSU. But, man, you'll be back. That ice cream will taste good. You know. When you beat they, an A&M, it's just, it feels good. Yeah. I mean, a and when you win Home an SEC West, uh, SEC West in general, it really Absolutely. doesn't matter. Because at this point, Arkansas is so good. And obviously, the Egg Bowl is a rivalry. There isn't a bad team in the West that you can pick on where you say, oh, beating this team doesn't feel good. Literally, every win in the SEC West feels good. Because every team is... Hell yeah, tough. it does. Like there's Arkansas not a Vanderbilt, tough. Yeah. Mississippi State, Ole Miss. No, that's what I'm saying. Like with the elevation of Arkansas and State, and then Ole Miss over the last 20 years, there is no Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina you where know, you say, "Hey, this is an easy win, and we don't care about beating them." I think that's a, since '92. You've had Cheryl, Tuberville, Houston Nutt, Bobby Petrino, Dan Mullen, Hugh Freeze, uh, and now Lane Train and Mike. Leach win a lot of games, yeah. and it made those last three teams, um, Arkansas and Ole Miss have been to the Sugar Bowl, Mississippi State's been to the Orange Bowl, MSU's been ranked number one, Ole Miss number three, Arkansas's been the top five. The other division can't say anything nope. like that. Nope. With their uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, Vandy, uh, and Missouri. Now, I, I will take, hold on. No doubt South Carolina bundled those three years of 11-win 
seasons. Under Spurrier, yeah. We're, but other than that, not even close. No, no. Not uh, it, close. It's The West is a different breed. It's a different animal. So, it's National Greasy Food Day. What's your favorite greasy food now that we're getting It's an impossible question to answer. Anything fried. I, I thought about this earlier. If you don't like fried food, you have to give up your Southern card, right? I agree. I mean, that, you got you to gotta like fried foods. French fries, onion yeah. rings, fried hush, mushrooms. Hush puppies, hush, yeah. all of it. Yeah, give it to me. Fried chicken, Ooh, any of it. Really good fried chicken is amazing. Yeah. Golly. Greasy food's the way to go. Mm. Good old burger from CS's. Oh, hey, if you missed any of the show, uh, you can hit Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Thanks for listening. Also, we'd love for you to download the Out of Bounds radio app. And if you get real crazy, I'd love for you to go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports, and hit that subscribe button. Reese Davis, host of College Game Day, 830 tomorrow.